everyone, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I actually want to dedicate this podcast to discussing the future of what this podcast is going to be. Uh, I understand there are a lot of weight loss podcasts that have a lot of guests on, and I'm going to have a lot of guests. I'm uh, really focused on hearing a variety of journeys, not just what was and what is now, but uh, I've got a good friend uh, that's going to be coming on soon that did the Whole30 diet, was able to turn around um, with the Whole30 diet and actually able to lose some weight. He didn't know too much about the Whole30 diet, read into it a little bit, went through it, was successful and has been able to maintain that success. And he he knew little uh, to nothing about it beforehand. I've had friends that are successful in the paleo, carnivore, keto uh, I've had friends that are successful on the weight loss surgery, with the weight loss surgery, and not without the weight loss surgery. Uh, I've had friends that are not successful on those things. So covering a variety of the journey, I think, is going to be important. But one of the heavy focuses that I would like this podcast to really do is focus on the darkness. And while that sounds a little creepy, but focus on the bad moments, And to see if we can identify those bad moments and see if they can somehow and in some way relate with maybe the dark place that you're in. And to realize that it's not really a coming to the light moment. It's realizing and exposing the darkness so that you know that the light is there. But exposing what's keeping that light dim uh, is, is a big intention, a big focus on this. Um, you know, me, myself, I remember being over 500 pounds and going to an escape room and in a video that I shared on Facebook, I went live on Facebook at that time. The part of me finding an escape for the room itself was, you know, me navigating through clues and navigating through, you know, tricks that they had in there. But I remember going live on Facebook And one of the biggest things I said again and again and again in this video was, man, we've just got to find a way through the obstacles. We've got to find a way to get out of the jail cell and that escape room. We've got to find the clues and find a way to get out. I don't know how many times I said find a way, like it was illuminating itself to me or it was screaming at me that find a way was already there within me. Find a way was already inside me. I was just simply blind to it or I was simply... um, there was a darkness, a covering kind of this, this heaviness that was over me that was blinding me from the truth. And it's not like I morphed into a different person. I'm the same person. The 534 pound dusty and the 217 pound dusty is the same. It's simply recognizing the darkness and recognizing the dark things that overshadowed my ability to do things or my ability to find a way to overcome obstacles and overcome hardships. So a lot of what this podcast is going to be is exposing those and asking those tough questions. Honestly, if you want to be a future guest on this podcast, I would hope that this would serve as notice that I want to have the uncomfortable conversation of how did you get to your top weight? And did you not realize up until then that things needed to turn around? Uh, What is the dependency? What is the addiction? What is the emotion? What is the root cause of why obesity was an issue? If you're a guest on the show, asking those tough questions is going to be important because I think identifying what the cause is, is going to provide so much help to anybody else out there that is struggling with that same covering, that same darkness, that same overwhelming feeling. I've explained it a couple times that when I was 
over 500 pounds. It felt like a uh, overwhelming drowning. It felt like I was drowning. It felt like I was in the middle of a wide open ocean and I was drowning with no lifesaver, no boat nearby, no hope. And the best thing that I could do was really just live, just breathe. I wasn't really thriving. I wasn't really doing life as, as it was intended. I was just getting by. I remember watching a 600 pound life episode recently where, and I think I mentioned this before, she said, if I know I'm going to die early, why not just enjoy the food that's in front of me? So that way I can enjoy the moments that I have. And that's a darkness. That's, that's a, a mindset. That's a, just a covering over your mind that just blinds you to the fact of what you can do. And anybody listening to this podcast, if you want to turn things around, if you want to take care of your health, if you want to lose 10, 20, 100, 200 pounds, you have the ability already there. It's just finding it. It's finding what's already there or it's uncovering the darkness that is covering your ability to do that. You know, like me looking back on that Facebook live where I don't know how many times I said, find a way. And you know, the find a way mindset was already there for me. It was already ingrained into me, but I just simply didn't recognize it. I just didn't simply uncover that. So a lot of this podcast will be exposing it, exposing and talking about that darkness, but also having lengthy conversations about how to unearth those things and have an uncomfortable conversation of being honest with yourself, being accountable to somebody else or accountable to yourself and being willing to go through those uncomfortable moments where you're going to have to really talk about what led you to your top weight, what led you to having an issue with health because there are some that just don't have an issue they were either born with a metabolism that was superman or superwoman or anything in between they had a super metabolism where they didn't have to worry about it or it just was never a concern maybe it was their uh, their childhood maybe it's how they grew up maybe it was the issues that they had uh, or lack of issues that they had as a child or as they were raised in school and maybe it wasn't an issue with food. Maybe it wasn't an issue. You know, some don't have to deal with being overweight or uh, have an issue with picking the right foods. And some of us do. I am one of those that do. And it's something that I have worked on and I'm still working on today. And so um, this is, it's not really a trailer to the podcast, but if I do anything in the future, uh, as far as interviewing guests, I want to have the, I want to ask the question, that dare makes the person think who is going to be on the podcast. Maybe I shouldn't go on that podcast because maybe I don't want to get uncomfortable and really be honest about what got me to that top weight. And I just think it's vital. I think it's important to talk about that. Um, you know, one of mine and one of uh, mine that I've been open about is my addiction to food has a lot to do with me not happy with how I looked and not happy with always being the fat guy, always being the guy that was overweight. I mean, in fifth grade, they weighed me. I don't know why. I'm not sure if anybody else has heard of this, but in fifth grade, they weighed me in front of the whole class. And it wasn't like the scale was on the front stage and I weighed on the stage and everyone looked at me, but there was a scale in the middle of the room and everyone lined up one by one. And the teacher stood there with a clipboard. You weighed yourself. They said the weight out loud. And then after they said the weight out loud, they wrote it on a piece of paper or on a clipboard and that was it. And so I remember being like 10th out of you know 30 kids. And even though I was 10th in line and it was still 10 before me and 20 after me or 19 after me, I was still talked about so heavily 
after I got weighed because what people were doing was they weighed me. Okay. He's the biggest one so far. And then as they continued to weigh people, oh, no one has beaten him yet. And they're looking down the line to see if anybody's bigger. And so I remember at the very end of them weighing everybody, it's, oh, well, we figured out that Dustin is the fattest kid in school. I mean, imagine in that moment, you're in the middle of fifth graders. These are life defining moments and friends and bonds. And I mean, do you know anybody from elementary school? Not many people do, but what you think of yourself, how you think of yourself, how you see yourself is oftentimes through the lens of how other people see you and how they communicate, how they see you. So, you know, one of my initial, okay, I'm ready for adolescence. I'm ready for, you know, what people think of me is Dustin, you're the fattest kid in school. So the complex that I have of everyone is looking at me in a way of, oh, wow, he's big or, oh, wow, he's fat. And so, you know, recently I shared a a video about pop locking, the fact that I've been able to pop lock and my pop locking was really birthed out of me wanting to deflect the attention away from people seeing me for being overweight, but seeing me as the funny guy, seeing me as the guy that can pop and lock. And so I had to come to terms and I'm still coming to terms with the fact that I made decisions I became something, I started something, I got good at something because I was trying to deflect away from something that I was insecure and uncomfortable about. And now mind you, I, pop locking isn't that bad. I could pop lock today. It's it's no ill thing that I've learned, but think about the things that we take upon ourselves or do ourselves or do to ourselves because we're insecure or because we're uncomfortable. What things do we do to deflect away from what we feel insecure about. So if we want to go about laughter, um, you know, finding a comfortable boundary for laughter and humor is something I've worked on heavily is be, you know, you look at my Instagram, you look at different things. I'll do Tucker Tuesdays. That's all a humorous side of Instagram. That's all a humorous side of my journey. Well, a lot of my humor is routed in deflection or deflecting away from the attention from me. So does that say now that I've kind of come to terms with some things and I've lost the weight and I don't see myself or, or I feel like I'm not seen as that overweight or, uh, Oh guy, that that guy's fat as I walk in the room that I I need that humor. It's I've got to come to terms that I don't need that humor, but that humor is still there. So how do you understand yourself? How do you figure yourself out when all that you've known about yourself is based on a deflection is based on you rerouting information, not information, you're rerouting the attention away from what you feel insecure about to what you're going to do or your humor. Um, making decisions out of your insecurity and then now living with those decisions um, at a later point. The wonderful thing about my relationship with my wife, my marriage with my wife, regardless of my my weight, my wife is the hottest woman I have ever seen in my life. And the fact that she's had my kid, I am a blessed man. But imagine us that maybe get into a relationship because we're insecure about ourselves. We think less of ourselves. So we settle and get into a relationship that we think that we are worthy of, or that we're at the level of, and then say you lose weight, say you lose that insecurity, say you lose that thought that someone's looking at you of, Oh, Hey, she's big or Hey, he's big. You lose that. Well, the decision that you made of getting with somebody, you know, not quite what you want, but someone that is willing to accept you, 
What if that goes away? How does that relationship stand? Does that relationship last? I know a lot of people that have said that once they've lost weight, their their spouses or their you know significant others uh, haven't really became interested or they lost interest and they separated. Um, there's been a lot of relationships I've come across in messages and in comments and stuff that I've seen on social media where people separate themselves because they're not the same person after they lose weight. And I think this is a good topic to discuss of being honest with myself, what decisions have I made in my insecurity that I am now still carrying with me now? And how do I pivot out of those uncomfortable points and become a better person or become the person that I'm supposed to be? Um, If we're in a relationship, if any of you are out there in a relationship and you got into that relationship because you thought that that person was at the level of your acceptance of your insecurity and not really what your standard was for, then how do you justify that when maybe that insecurity goes away and you lose the weight? How do you get to a point of pivoting? And I think that's a larger conversation. We can dive into it, but but I think this is kind of an open discussion. This is something that we could probably talk about and get into um, a deeper conversation, maybe even having somebody on that can really uh, help dive into that topic. And um, I'll give um, I'll give kind of a practical example and and show how the pivot is. So with humor and the humor that I utilize on social media, the humor that I utilize on social media before it was used as a deflection. If they laugh at me, if they laugh with me, then they're not looking at me. Well, now the mindset is different. I enjoy making people laugh. I enjoy that. I guess this is kind of a rule of thumb for me is before I would make them laugh because I knew it would make them laugh. If I made fun of myself, it's not really funny for me. It's funny for them, but it's not funny for me. Well, now when I'm doing something humorous, if I'm doing something funny, I kind of have a two-step process. I have to laugh at it first. And most of the time, my wife doesn't laugh at at it all the time, but my wife uh, or somebody else I know has got to laugh with me. It's got to be something that's legitimately funny. So, you know, here's a good pivot point. Here's a good kind of change of the guard before it's you, you can laugh with me. You can laugh at me. Regardless, you're laughing. So I'm deflecting away from the attention of I'm big. Now it's, you're laughing. Well, I'm laughing with you because no, actually I laughed first. So you're laughing with me because I laughed first. You're not laughing at me. You're laughing with me. And that's a big pivot. That's a big change. That's a big thing to understand. So a conversation that I have to have before posting something is, is this really funny or am I trying to bring the attention away to something else? And will I dabble or go back and forth into the old ways? Absolutely. I lived 33 years of my life being overweight and obese. I lived 33 years of my life deflecting. But that's where the process of the mental health, that's where the process of transformation, that's where the process of body dysmorphia and all that kind of comes into play. It's a process and it's going to take time. You're not going to cure that overnight. You're not going to know every situation that you chose to deflect. You're not going to experience that all in one day, all in one week, all in one year. You're going to experience those situations over the scope of time. I don't go on a roller coaster all the time. I go on a roller coaster maybe once a year if I go to Disneyland or some sort of amusement park. So my deflection on a roller coaster is different 
uh, now than it was then. So if I were to get onto a roller coaster, I would um, not make eye contact with anybody because I didn't know if I was going to fit on the roller coaster ride. I don't know how many times I've stood in line for a roller coaster and I've been kicked off because I didn't fit. And I avoided eye contact. If I did not fit on the ride and they said, sorry, sir, you don't fit, I avoided eye contact um, and I walked away. What's different now, uh, instead of me having to deflect by looking away, not making eye contact, I'm confidently walking in knowing that I can fit on this ride and I don't have to worry about being insecure or not making eye contact. It's completely different. Now, that's a different situation that I've experienced getting on a roller coaster. Well, I'm not going to experience that right when I lose weight or right when I get to my goal weight or in the process of me losing weight. I'm not just going to experience that all at once. It's only going to really happen once I actually get on the roller coaster. And so the process of changing and seeing yourself and understanding what you're deflecting and, and how you're molding is a continual process. And for me, it's really being honest with Am I making somebody laugh to have them laugh at me? Or am I already laughing and I want them to laugh with me? And for my humor folks out there, I think a, a lot of folks in kind of the community of being overweight and being overweight as a kid, humor is one of the leading kind of like go-tos. Um, is the humor that you're putting out there for others or is it for yourself? And being honest with how do you transition away from that? It's really having something funny and really talking to yourself. And that is this, am I doing this so they laugh at me? Are they doing this so they don't pay attention to me? Are they doing this so that I don't have to concern myself of what they really see me as or how they really see me? Am I posting this or putting this out there out of insecurity or because I'm confident that this is funny. And again, this is a conversation and a topic that will likely expand and, and go further, but this is part of the, and I started this episode or I started this podcast talking about the darkness. That's the darkness that I'm talking about. If your entire life is ruled and reigned by what you are doing for others, the deflection, the um, doing this and doing that, so to, to care what people think of you or to do this or do that, so that way people avoid really looking at you or really seeing you for you, that's living your life around others. I mean, how tiring is that? How exhausting is that? So when I talk about the darkness, you're all of a sudden moving away from living for other people to living for yourself and living for yourself um, is a definite big change of pace when it comes to being used to living for everyone else. It's almost like graduating high school and moving out on your own. You know, you, you did stuff around the house for your parents. You did stuff around the house for your family. And now you're moving out and you're not doing something for yourself. That's a huge change. That's a huge movement. And there's going to be frustrating moments. There's going to be chaotic moments, but you're doing a good thing. You're doing a better thing by moving out on your own, by depending on yourself, working for yourself, supporting yourself rather than having to to have others support you or have your life be centered around somebody else. It's uncomfortable, yes, but it's for the better. And when I talk about these things and exposing these dark things that cover, it's okay, what's the point? You know, like the 600 pound life um, episode that said, you know, if I'm going to die early because of my weight, why not enjoy food along the way? You know, why bring these things to the darkness? Because it is better on the other side. It is better when you overcome those things. It is better when you deal with those things. 
not living for others, not living with the thought of others in your mind, allowing people to live rent-free in your mind is so alleviating. It feels so free. Just imagine for years and years, you're carrying a 15-pound weighted vest and someone eventually takes that vest off. How freeing would that feel? So addressing these things, talking about these things, it's important. It's vital because it alleviates you of a weight that you're not supposed to carry. You are not supposed to carry the weight of others. You're not supposed to carry the concern of others. It's not to say that you're insensitive to others, but you're not supposed to carry a a weight of caring what other people think, but you're supposed to look out and care for yourself in a way that allows you to live this best life. Um, I think that's important. I think that's key. And I think that's what a lot of these future podcasts are going to be about is uncovering and talking to those dark feelings that, that covering that cloud so that we can expose it and we can realize that the light is already there. Similar to my Facebook live video of find a way was already there years ago when I was 500 pounds, find a way is here. Now I just simply uncovered and found what was already there. So kind of going into the final motivational minute, what you have inside of you is enough to overcome the obstacles for what's next. You already have what is needed to overcome inside of you. You already have what it takes to achieve your goals inside of you. You don't have to take a special pill. You don't have to take a special brand of this and listen to this person or listen to that. It's already there. It's now your time to find the best resource to tap into it. Tap into it and find a way to be the best version of yourself. Because not only being the best version of yourself is that good for you, but it's good for your kids, for your family, and for your future, and for your legacy, for those who will remember you. Many people remembered me for so long for being the the fat guy, the overweight guy, but now people will remember me as the find a way guy, the guy that overcame. So be that, be that legacy that you want, be that goal that you're looking for and go after it. Um, Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I look forward to having future episodes in the future and talking about different things. Uh, Any support that you have on this podcast, I appreciate anybody already supporting this podcast. Just take a moment and say thank you. Um, There are monthly uh, donations that you can give from 99 cents a month, five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month. And it allows me to just continue to um, bring these out and help support uh, everything that I'm trying to put together in supporting the community that feels like they're in this darkness and they're trying to get out. So just want to say above all, anyone else, anyone that is already supporting, thank you. Truly from me, thank you. And if you're looking to support, just go simply go to the anchor.fm homepage for my uh, podcast podcast and you'll be given instructions on how to donate. Uh, I look forward to talking to you on future podcasts and I'll, I'll see you later.